Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing Fishing adventure. adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is the all-natural attitude adjustment. And uh, speaking of all-natural, we have You're Grizz on the too much, John. <laughs> Oh, no. Hey, Grizz, we got that kind of voice coming from you again from outer space. Keep talking. Let's see if we can fix it. All right. That's better. Well, I don't want to sound like I'm from outer space because I'm right down here on the Earth. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, you're fine now, Grizz. Okay. Anyway, All this... All right, John. This... Well, isn't it an exciting time of the year, buddy? Well... I mean, it's not so hot. Well, uh, we, we may talk about it a little bit later on, but I'm excited. I'm going to be down there visiting with you in a couple of weeks. In East Cape, and one of the reasons I like to go at the beginning of November is because the water is still warm. It's going to be up, what, maybe 80 or above? Yeah, it should be around 83. And then the uh, air temperature be about 93. I mean, <laughs> how good does no, it get? No, actually, right now it's about 85 the high. <laughs> you can't even tell you're in the water. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's real good right now, John. You can really enjoy yourself. Okay. And... Well, speaking of enjoy ourselves, but yeah, let's go ahead and about, it is that time of the year, Grizz, for a couple of minutes. We'll just get some people to get excited about things. I don't think we're ready for ice fishing yet, but the fall is a good time for a lot of other uh, types of fish. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, it's, it's still great uh, down for the blue water fishing. And then, of course, the, uh, you know, it's the season for steelhead and a lot of the other ones, but it, it's a good time to get out there, especially when you get the, the youngins in school. And uh, by the way, Grizz, you're not going to be scaring any of those little kids this year, are you? No, John, I won't. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to go to rehab <laughs> for that. Okay. No, yeah, I'm not going to do my Halloween you're not gonna thing dress, this year. You're going to dress up I'm as... I'm going to be good. But it really was fun at Halloween. I love that time of year yeah. where I can really be a monster and right. put on my gotcha. coyote calls okay. and all of that. There you go. Well, Grizz, uh, don't put on your Grizz costume. That'll really scare the heck out of him. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're going to come right back in a minute, and we're going to have a very special guest on the line that we've had on before, but I, I wrote a book, I read it, and I wanted to bring it back on. So anyway, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We've got the Grizz from La Paz and John Hannigan in California. Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-FISHRAP. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. 
So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz in the city of peace, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we also have Kurt Mazurik on the line with us. He wrote a, we had him on a little while ago, and then I read the book that he wrote, and I was so fascinated, I decided we have to have him come back so that we can get more into what Kurt does. And I will preface this by saying that the people that are out there, and there's millions of them, who have a desire to be a semi-pro or a professional bass angler, this will give you an idea of what it's about and how to do it. Kurt, we appreciate you coming on. And does that kind of summarize what your book is? Yeah, my pleasure, John. Uh, yeah, it sure does. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. And I know Grizz is also a bass angler. So, you know, this should be fun. But, and Grizz, I'm sorry you didn't read the book yet, but you're going to find no, out about it as we go. No, everybody always promises me everything, and I never get it, John. Okay, well, that's because you're in Mexico. Well, I'll email it to you. Okay. But, but I printed it out. Anyway, Kurt... Uh, one of your, obviously a passion of yours has, is, and probably has been for quite some time, is fishing bass tournaments. So I, I'm not really sure how to you know, lead you in to start this, but the book basically is like a year in the life of. So I know that it's not uh, necessarily an autobiography, but it kind of seems to parallel your thoughts and feelings. So why don't we just go ahead and start with that and see where it goes? Sure. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, it, it, I mean, the book is it's fiction uh, by definition, but, uh, you know, I, I do share a lot of the uh, a lot of similarities with the main character. I mean, that's that's what I drew from. They say, you know, write what you know. And so that's that's what came to me. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fiction by category, but the truth is, you know, it's kind of a, a how-to book disguised right. uh, in fiction. And even more than that, it's, it's more of a how-to-have-a-better-life disguised as a right. fiction book. Okay. Um, well, Kurt, could you do me a favor? I know that you're on a cell phone and you're probably at work, but you, could you kind of uh, uh, yell into the phone for us? Because, uh, you know, Grizz is all the way in La Paz. Go ahead. So just raise it up a bit. Thanks, Kurt. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the, the point of the, the setting for the story um, is that I, I think you'll find if you study beyond just the typical how-to fish, you know, and you'll see there's, there's tons of books on that topic, and, and many of them are very informative, and it's, it's really a great place to start. Uh, when you want to get started in, in bass tournament fishing, you'll you'll pick up a lot of information, but you'll kind of reach a point where you're gonna you're gonna plateau uh, if all you're studying is the newest lure that comes out and the newest technique. And my own personal uh, path that that's exactly where I got. I loved the fishing, but I, I had reached a point where I had kind of stalled out, um, and I had found uh, a couple sources that I hadn't been considering and. They kind of took me to that next level. They involved more, uh, more of a psychological approach to tournament fishing, uh, more confidence, more um, literally sports psychology. And for, 
furthermore, I found that when I applied these these techniques, it definitely helped my tournament fishing, but it actually gives you a, a different perspective on your whole life, and it'll end up applying to your family life and your day job, and I just thought that was kind of a, a unique thing that I hadn't seen published anywhere um, in any stories or any books, you know, in this uh, in the fishing industry, so when I decided I wanted to write a fishing book, it seemed like that was the thing that I could contribute. I had... I had discovered this on my own, and I thought, well, this this helped me quite a bit, and I think it could be useful for other people too. Grit or Kurt, uh, let me see if because it, you, I read the book, so it's easy for me to follow. But those that have not, uh, sure. what you're talking about is the ability, let's say, to focus, um, and kind of put your mindset in such a way that you can begin to understand things around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's the the clarity of your thoughts. Um, okay. Good. One of the one of the key things that he discovers, the character discovers, I, I discovered myself was uh, meditation, and it's something that a lot of guys who fish would never even consider that that would be part of their game plan. Right. Um, and you can certainly catch fish without that, but I'm talking now about tournament fishing and and tournament fishing with consistent results. And the thing that meditation will do for you is it's it's basically practice being clear in your thoughts. Uh, to become calm quickly and to become focused so that when uh, challenges happen during the day, the weather changes or someone else is on the spot you thought you were going to go to and you need to make these decisions, these uh, strategic decisions, you don't, you don't panic. You don't lose it. You know, uh, your, your practicing uh, meditation helps you to be able to get to that next clear thought uh, more quickly and more consistently. And that's, what's going to um, help you as a tournament angler. You know, you're going to have more consistent results. You know, Kurt, this is, you know, I'm a professional fisherman, and that's what I do for a living. Uh, Besides tournament fishing, you know, we do uh, the television shows for uh, travel channels and, well, wild TV and a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And I've come to the conclusion that fishing is a hobby. But fishing... For a living is a way of life. Sure. Which you have got to, like you said, meditate, think, concentrate. You actually live to fish because that's how you eat. Whether (laughs) going with a bobber and a worm and throwing it out there and catching a bluegill or a bass or whatever is a hobby. Yeah, I, I Would think you exactly find right that to be that, true? That is the differentiation there, for sure. Because if I don't catch fish, I don't make a television show. If I don't catch fish in a tournament, I lose money. So yeah. I have to do it. So I live, you know, to fish. And it's one. It's a way of. It's a completely different concept, and it's a way to live. Absolutely right. Uh, Kurt, when you go tournament fishing, normally that's on weekends. But what about during the week and during the year? How do you prepare yourself? Well, you know, I I live in Wisconsin here. I have (laughs) off-seasons for bass. I know you guys are familiar with that topic. But, uh, you know, my my lakes are are frozen for uh, a good four or five months of the year. So that's the time when... Uh, those meditation practices and visualization techniques really come into play. You know, that's uh, your mind. If you do it properly, the truth is your mind doesn't know the difference. If you have an experience where you're fishing and you've, you've visualized it properly, and there, there are techniques, and you can find, I touch on it in my book, but you can certainly find books specifically, you know, that will teach you how to do that. Um, I think that that's a big part of it. If I want to hit the season opener, and be ready to go and, you know, not have the, the rust on me. Uh, that's how I stay sharp in the offseason. You know, I do a little bit of ice fishing and, and things like that, but it's a completely different game like Chris was talking about. Um, so, yeah, in the offseason I would do that. Uh, coming up to a tournament, then I start to picture specific things about that about mm-hmm. that tournament, what I know about that venue, you know, that, that water, where, okay. uh, where I'm going to be at that time of the season. You know, I start to factor in all the, the science then of, of fishing, the, the biology of a bass. And for that particular season, that particular body of water, what am I expecting? I start to use that when I visualize. You Certainly when you get there for the, the, a little bit of practice before the tournament begins, you have to keep an open mind still. But uh, having, having visualized.
realize that you're you're that much further ahead when you get okay. there. Kurt, we've got less than a minute, so let me sure. just ask you two quick questions. Uh, okay. A real quick answer advice you'd give to someone that's interested in becoming a weekend warrior bass angler, and then, of course, your book. So can you do that real quick? Sure. Uh, yeah, the first thing is to become a weekend warrior, you're going to want to join a bass club is probably the best way to do that. They are nationwide. You can go to Bassmaster's website. You'll find the, the local club for you. You'll run into guys who will be of all levels of experience. A lot of the guys who are the tops on the tour started out this way. Uh that's probably the, the best way to get started. You're going to find once you fish a couple tournaments, your abilities are going to grow in leaps and right. bounds. That's Perfect. Okay, now the book itself, real quick. Uh, the book itself is called Personal Best Fishing and Life, and I have a website set up for it, personalbestfishinginglife.com. Through there, you'll find links to purchase it. I have it available as an ebook, okay. Sounds and good. paperback, and an audio book. All right, all right, we got to go. Thank you, Kurt. That was awesome. Sure. We really appreciate that. And Grizzly, Thank get you. your book. Thanks, Kurt. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about bass fishing with Jason. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's a beautiful day. What do you say? Let's go fishing. Now I love the fish, you know that's true. Most important thing in my life, of course, next to you. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio, and we're having such a good time, we're doing something we never do. We had such an interesting guest, Kurt, who wrote the book. Um, and one more time, the name of the book, Kurt? Personal Best Fishing and Life. Personal Best Fishing and Life, and it's a very interesting subject. It's obviously about catching fish, but more to it. And we also brought Jason Grupp to join in, who is 
a professional bass angler and guide. And we thought we'd kind of let, uh, let him comment on that. We've only got a couple minutes to do this, but let's go ahead and jump right in. We have Grizz on the line with us, who is a former bass angler, now a blue game big water angler, but he still likes to bass fish, and he does that in Mexico too. And we've got Kurt and Jason as a guide. So, um, uh, Jason, do you want to comment a couple things on the concept that uh, Kurt is talking about? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting subject, but when I'm heading out on a guided fishing trip and I get on the boat with my guests and I start heading out on the water, before we even start fishing, I'm looking at everything around me, what the birds are doing, the condition of the water, the clarity, whether you're seeing fish rising, if you're seeing bait rising. You need to take everything into account to try and understand what's going on that day. And the, uh, the lake or the river, or wherever you are on that particular day, it's never the same two days in a row. And before we even start fishing, I'm starting to get a feeling of what's going on out there and what those fish might be doing. And it's, it's a very, very important part of fishing, you know, and, and, and trying to figure where you're going to go and what you're going to use, whether you're just going from past experiences from years of what bait you use at that time of year. You need to look at what's going on that particular day. And just to take, you know, for instance, last night was a giant full moon. And uh, I had to take that into account on what I was going to do today because that can slow down bass fishing. So it it is a big part to really look around your surroundings and and figure out what's going on. Uh, Grizz, I know you do that in the ocean, but you also do that in bass fishing, right? I'll tell you, John, it's just like Jason says, you know. As soon as you get in a boat, I don't care whether you're in fresh water or salt water, you're looking at everything, birds, you're looking at the baits up on top, you're looking at trash lines, you're looking at blue lines, you know, you're looking at the banks if you're on fresh water. I mean, everything plays a role. When you go out there, you need to become part of nature. Mm-hmm. And the only way to be part of nature is to understand nature. Well, and that will tell you where the big uh, tuna are, the marlin, or that big bass is where he's laying, where he's going to stay, or a trout in a stream. You have to become part and think as nature, not as someone wanting to catch a fish. Right, Grizz, I was just going to comment. I think that what you're saying is you can observe these things, but instead of just observing, you have to become part of it and be and Exactly become right, John. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty profound stuff. And, you know, once you've looked at everything above the surface of the water, then I jump onto my graph and I'm looking at everything under the surface of the water, whether you're then seeing the bait fish, you know, and, and I get onto my fish finder and start looking around underwater. So you're literally covering all aspects of the ecosystem, above the water, below the water, temperatures, moon cycles, everything. Well, Kurt, <laughs> you've, yeah. you've been quiet this segment. We don't have much time, but why don't you see how what we've just been talking about fits into what, you, what you've been saying? I think that's exactly right, uh, both of them. Uh, I think Chris came up with an interesting way to say it as you become part of that ecosystem at that moment. Uh, and what Jason's saying, he's, he's talking about fishing as an experienced angler at a, a different level than a casual angler. He's He's constantly in tune with everything that's going on around him, and he's making those adjustments. Uh, and he's guiding, and I, I imagine he probably fishes some tournaments too. Uh, my book deals more with tournaments, and it's really the same kind of thing. It's, it's having the clarity and the understanding and, and the focus uh, to make those decisions as the environment changes. You change with it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be part of it. I mean, you've got to understand it also what's happening around you my biggest bass is 19 and three quarters and i knew a big bass would be laying there when i cast it to it i had no idea it'd be that big but it (laughs) was Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't know you just feel it you just know it you just know when you're going to get that hit exactly And, and i think what what i'm talking about in my book is getting to that point the book starts with somebody who's not at that point and he goes through a process where he kind of accelerates uh, his learning curve to get him to that to that level sooner. You know, you'll you'll get there eventually if you spend enough time. But if you uh, apply some of these, you know, visualization techniques and, and uh, do some studying of more of the science of it than the certainly more than the folklore and, and more than just uh, 
you know, what the bait company wants you to pay attention to, you can get there. Uh, but, you know, you use these techniques, you'll get there sooner. Yeah, exactly. You know That's why it says it's two different kind of fishing. One is called a hobby, and one of them calls a living. And what all of us do is a living. Right. Except for John. <laughs> well, I he get to I, get, hobby. I just get to ride in the boat and catch fish, and you guys put yeah, me on. Yeah, that's why it goes with me, guys. <laughs> hey, Grizz, I want to catch a fish. Okay, John, let's go. <laughs> Speaking of catching fish, uh, Jason and I and Grizz are going to be in East Cape. Uh, Kurt, it's probably getting cold where you are. I bet you'd like to be there, too. But we're going to be down at Palmas de Cortez in East Cape in a couple of weeks. And I guess we're going to find out if all this stuff really works. I already started packing my bag. Well, you, you know, I noticed you said bag. When you go to Mexico, you don't go bags. No bag yeah. with the fees now. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we were just talking about that a little bit earlier with the uh, water temperature still in the 80s and the air temperature probably in the high 80s. Uh, it's uh, that's you know I'm sure there's a lot of people who'd like to go with us, and if you'd like to go on this trip, we'd like to hear from you, but it's sold out. Well, that's not nice, John. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you tell people that? Well, we there's always next time. Can. There's always next but time. <laughs> we've got the next one with the Marlin scramble. They can get on okay. that one. Okay. Well, there's a lot happening down here. So there's always time for anybody who wants to have a good fishing trip to come down to Mexico. You can either get a hold of John or you can get a hold of me, and we'll sure help you out and put you something together. Huh, well, John? Well, also, uh, Jason's going to be working with us next year also, and we've got all kinds of fun stuff coming together. Um, and then, uh, Grizz, you and I were just talking about uh, a, you know, a trip to uh, in La Paz. We've got Alaska coming up in August. We've got uh, Marlin Scramble in September. We've got... Um, the uh, July to uh, Clover Pass, and we're going to be talking to them a little bit later in the program. So we got a lot of stuff going on. It's all fun. I'm looking. I'm looking for some guys for a January trip to uh, Lake El Falto to bass fish. If anybody wants to go to El Falto, well, uh, talk about bass. There El you go. Falto okay. in January. <laughs> Count me well, in. Okay. I'll go to El okay. Falto. I yeah. love that place. When you when you plan on going there, Jason? Um, I'm hosting a trip on uh, January 26th down to the lake. So okay. it's, uh, we're going to fish for three and a half days, and I've I've got uh, about six or seven spots left to fill. If anybody perfect. Can jump on that All right. Trip. Well, guys, we're going to get some uh, uh, freshwater reports from California. We appreciate that very much. Grizz, you stick around, and the rest of you guys, we'll we'll get back together and talk some more. Okay. Great. Thanks, John. Great. Okay, we have Bonnie Bye, on the line with us. From, Bye, thanks, guys. We have Bonnie on the line with us from Lake Chabot, and we're going to find out a little bit about first. <laughs> well, we will have her in just a second. From where, John? Lake Chabot? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm still there. We're just trying to figure out. Uh, we got so many phone calls coming and going. Okay. Well, that's always interesting to hear about Lake Chabot. I don't believe I know where that is. Well, Grizz, I'm sure looking forward to getting down there and uh, seeing your handsome face again and your your uh, Charlie also. So we're going to be doing a show when we go down to East Cape, right? Yeah, I'm going to try to put something together down there. It looks pretty good. We'll go down there and catch some fish anyway. Okay. And take some pictures and probably put a show for Travel Channel. I think that's a great idea. So we're certainly looking forward to that. And we've got, uh, uh, who, do we have somebody on the line there yet? Okay. Who do we have coming on next, John? Okay. okay, I think we have Bonnie on the line with us. Bonnie, are you there? I am, here I am. There you go, Bonnie. Sorry about that. Uh, we, we kind of cut into your time a little bit. But give us right. a quick idea about Lake Chabot. Now, all this nonsense is gone with the federal lakes and things like that, so Cal Parks has plenty of uh, opportunities. But uh, why don't you give us a quick idea what's going on there? Yeah, so we're actually not being affected by any of that government shutdown. We're open every single day still. And uh, we're located in the East Bay, uh, right in between Hayward, Oakland area. And, yeah, we have great fishing going on down here. We're now starting to plant about 500 pounds of 
rainbow trout here that we get shipped in from uh, Northern California near Mount Lassen area. And people seem to be bringing them in every day here. We get a good uh, good pile of fish coming in out Great. the lake every day. Well, Bonnie, it's time to get up there uh, real quickly. How do we get in touch with Lake Chabot? Yeah, Lake Chabot, you can either find out our information on our Facebook page, Lake Chabot. Okay. Or you can go to our website, eastbayparks.org. Eastbayparks.org. Yeah, click Bonnie, on the Lake Chabot link. You did great. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you all. Okay. Bye. All righty. We have Trey on the line with us from Channel Island Sport Fishing. Trey, sorry about the, that. We've only got about uh, 30 seconds to get a quick report from Channel Island Sport Fishing and the Channel Islands harbor in central california uh, i know that it's been a great year give us real quickly a quick update and what you have available right now um our, our boats are pretty full and they've been doing really good on on uh, rockfish mm -hmm. and the ling cod are showing up in you know pretty good numbers also right so it's they're, it, they're, they're nice ling cod. right and you also got lobster fishing going on so we have hoop net Lobster fishing right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Great bottom fishing. And Cisco's is known for that, of course. And that website for that is CISCOS.com, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. We're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thanks, Bob. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk. Unless we step up and lead the fight for real-world conservation, that's what the sport Fishing Conservancy is all about doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we are on Fish Talk Radio with the Grizz from La Paz, Baja, California, sir, and our very special guest, Michael Briggs from Clover Pass, Alaska, which we go trips to every year. We're going to get a little bit of an idea of maybe, Mike, what happened uh, 
2013 and what we got going for 2014 and why now is a good time to be thinking about that? Well, certainly 2013 was a banner year for us. I mean, honestly, the weather was spectacular. The fishing was amazing. And we uh, moved more people through the lodge last year than we had in, in quite a few years. Is uh, Again, the fishing was so great. We had people come back. That they were there earlier in the year, and they booked a second trip to come back in September and see us. So it's been a terrific year for us, and we're expecting another great season next year as well. Well, that sounds great. What all did you catch? Well, of course, you know, all five species of Pacific salmon are, are coming through our waters. Kings, silvers, pinks, chums, sockeye, all of those are in the in the water. Halibut, and there's, I mean, a multitude of rockfish species. I think something like uh, 40 different rockfish species in the waters just right out in front of the lodge. Really? So you can actually just stand out there and, and fish right off the bank and catch fish? Absolutely. We have a lot of guests that will, you know, on their arrival day, maybe they're not getting out in a boat, but they'll take our our rods and reels and they'll cast out there just kind of using spoons and you'll get catch pink salmon just right off the dock you don't even have to get out in the boat for that uh grizz a real quick story i think it was probably one of the first times i went up there and they get on a little self-guided boat the boats they got a nice nice dock the marina you get on that and i started putting my line out because i didn't know you know what to do so i just started putting my line out i wasn't 30 feet from the dock and this thing scared the bejesus out of me all of a sudden there was wing zam pop and I go, what was that? <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get hit that fast. So. It, well, that sounds great. Sounds fun. Uh, I bet you could do some good fly fishing there too, couldn't you? Absolutely, saltwater or freshwater. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there, uh, Lunch Creek, which is about four miles from the lodge. You get a lot of saltwater fly guys just standing out there on a point, you know. Uh, casting flies out for pinks but if you take either of our boats either the 14-foot livingston skiffs or the 20-foot thunderjet boats up to naha bay uh, there's a, a great freshwater system about five miles of creeks and lakes that you can get into with big rainbows uh you know arctic char all kinds of great stuff up there and of course once the the salmon start running they clog up that system pretty good I love Atlantic char. I just love the char fishing. They're such a beautiful fish. Well, uh, another uh, quick comment, uh, Michael, is that uh, cruises to Alaska, that the Inland uh, Passage cruise has become extremely popular. Mm-hmm. And they're not cheap, but they're nice. But, sure. the, you know, you're on a ship and you see the land, you know, and if it's overcast, you see nothing. But for probably less price, you can actually be on a little boat catching fish. Um, and one of the things I like to do is if you get a small one, maybe this is not a nice thing to do, but I really am a nice guy, is you get a small fish on the boat. And right before you bring it in, there's these real tall, and what, what kind of those conifers, what are they, that the eagles stay at the top? Uh, well, they'd be Sitka spruce or right. red cedar or right. uh, hemlock. You're beautiful trees. Anyway, yeah. you just you pick up this fish, kind of wave it around a little bit when you see an eagle at the top, and mm-hmm. they really can see. And then you just throw it out in the water and watch the eagle come down and pick it up. Absolutely, yeah, that's that is fun. You know, sometimes you will be trolling around for salmon and hook into a rockfish, and then of course that becomes eagle chow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we normally do a trip for uh, salmon, uh, different varieties of salmon in July, and then try and go back up again for the end of the silvers. But uh, you're going to try and see if you can pencil out a way for us to go up in August, yeah. when, when the silvers are getting big, and if you. I'm not a patient angler. I like activity. I like action. I don't want to sit in a boat for four hours waiting for something. And when you get up there, you know, if you're not getting hit every 10, 15 minutes, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, late July, early August when the pinks are really moving into the freshwater. I mean, a lot of our guests like to come a little bit later in the year specifically so they don't have to weed through so many pinks. They're catching too many fish, to be honest. They want to get out there and just get at the silvers and, and, uh, you know, like I said, in certain times of the year you're putting your line down and before you can get it 10 feet deep, pinks are already on it. Well. Michael, I think it's that time of the year to start booking for next year because unlike Eddie Van Warmer down in East Cape, who is uh, on the line with us, uh, you can mm-hmm. fish down there 360 days a year. But when you're sure. going to be fishing in Alaska, you're more closer to like 90 days a year. So, And the yeah. good times fill up. Uh, obviously, you can give John a call at uh, uh, or send John at john at and, and I'll give you the straight scoop. But if you want to find out from Michael, that's real easy because you just go to the Fish Talk Radio website and then click on where it says Clover Pass Resort, 
and they've actually got three resorts. That's so, true, and you can reach all three of those resorts by going to KetchikanAlaskaFishing.com. That's what it is. Thank you, Michael. We'll be talking to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, all John. right. And Eddie, Eddie from Van Warmer Resorts, I hope that you're in there with us. Eddie, you got it? Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? Oh, it just keeps getting better. And I first how of you I, doing, first Eddie? of I, I got to say, I'm so excited. Hey, Grizz. Hey, buddy. Well, Grizz and I are going to be down there in a couple of weeks, and it's, you know, when we started talking about going down the beginning of November, uh, three, four, six months ago, it was, it was like, you know, sometime way in the future, but now that it's getting close, I'm so excited. And you've got been an exciting year, too, so far, too. And um, Michael and just said how great the fishing was in Alaska this last year, uh, yeah, along the, the central California coast, it's been phenomenal, and the Baja, his, especially the East Cape, has just been phenomenal year. Is that, is that your experience? Absolutely, John. You know, hey, first, you know, we're, we're waiting for you here. The, the cervezas are cold. The margaritas are in the blender. We're looking forward to seeing <laughs> you and the whole group down here soon. It's only a couple weeks away. Uh, it'll be here before you know it, so just hang in there. <laughs> and, yes, the fishing this year has been phenomenal. We really had a great season. We've had some really big fish that have come in. Um, you know, the last, I would say the last three months uh, down here in the East Cape have been as good as it gets um, in all the years that I've been down here. Uh, lots of tuna, Dorado, roosters, wahoo. The wahoo this year have been incredible. I mean, it seems like every week someone's bringing in a 50-pound wahoo, you know, and uh, so there's a really good chance for you guys to get some wahoo when you're down here. And, uh, you know, we just had the uh, tuna shootout, and uh, that, that, the winning team there brought in a 275-pound Yellowfin tuna, the biggest one of the season, so it was a great event. 275. So wow. Man, that's a lot of sashimi. That's a lot of sashimi, <laughs> yeah. And the week before that, we had a 257-pounder. So, you know, yeah. two weeks in a row, we've had some some real big tuna come to the dock. So uh, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, you guys, when you're down here, have a good shot at it. This week, we've had a few storms that have come through. Um, you know, the, the area the last couple of weeks and oh, yeah. turned the water over. So fishing has definitely dropped down a little bit from what it was about two weeks ago. But, it's you know, that back. changes from day to day down yeah. here. You can have one exactly. slow day and the next day, boom, it just takes off again. Well, a real quick comment on that 250-pound tuna. Hey, Grizz, if you and I, you and I and Charlie go fishing, I'll hook it, but I ain't going to bring it in. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it either. That's what I got Charlie for. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, a 200-pound marlin can be... You know, a lot of work and a lot of fun, but they stay on top of the water, and you can follow them. You can get some uh, line on them. But a big tuna like that, man, they just go down, grab hold of the bottom of the ocean, and it takes a crane to get them up. Oh, yeah. You're looking at about a good two- to three-hour fight to get something like that up to the boat. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're definitely going to have to start working out to get one of those guys up to the boat for sure. Yeah. Well, when uh, was it last year, Grizz, uh, when we went out with – uh, big, big Ed and uh, Steve, yeah, and he hooked well, into that two hundred and forty pounder. Right, that was almost four hours, I believe. That was oh, four yeah. hours, like Those are four hours and forty-five minutes, or yeah. something. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was incredible. And well, Charlie ended up bringing it in, my son. Well, well, we had to get a picture of Charlie on TV, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, hey guys, was, you know one of the other things fun. you guys got to try when you're down here because yeah. right now we're having a lot of. Uh, baby turtles are hatching on the beach, and all of our guests love to see the baby turtles. Oh. And uh, when you're down here, I can take you over to where they have the sanctuary, oh, cool. where they're actually doing a great job of bringing back the uh, sea turtles because, you know, they're endangered right, right now. So they're, uh, they're, they collect the nest, they mm-hmm. put them in a hatchery, and then they release them. So um, we'll take you out, and I'll show you uh, <laughs> what they're doing with the turtles, and we'll go we'll release some baby turtles into there the wild. There you go. I was going to say, we'll I remember something. It, about, if yeah. you like. Mm-hmm. No What's tur- that? Well, we can film it. There you. Oh, that'd absolutely. be awesome. That'd absolutely. be awesome. Yeah, we'll film it and put it on the Travel Channel. Okay. There but, you go. Yeah, that's I, that's become quite popular. And, of course, those turtles live a long time, but they're easy prey when they're just floating around the ocean. And traditionally, you, if you're out there and you pick it up, you throw it in a boat, and you have some turtle soup. But, you know, those things can live to be over 100 years old, and, you know, they don't breed that fast. So uh, they are being protected. They are coming back. And... That would be really cool to like. Do they hatch and the little turtles just run across the sand into the water? How does that work? 
Yeah, actually, by the time that we get to them, they've already been um, the eggs have been dug up, and then they put them in a hatchery. And then they, when they're born, uh-huh. they put them in a in a in a little crate. And then that same afternoon, what they do is they wait until the sun's about to set, so they have a be- the best chance of survival where they don't they're mm-hmm. not going to get picked up by birds right or other yeah. prey in the water. So when it gets a little right when the sun's about to set, and then they bring it out on a crate, and then um, it'll usually be about maybe anywhere from ten to twenty people on the beach that will help, and they'll take them out of the crate. And then they'll drop them on the on the sand, maybe about uh, ten yards from the water. Cool. They, you can't actually put them in the water because they need to actually walk into the water. Because where they walk into the water is where they'll come back to lay their eggs in, oh, in the future. So they cool. need to walk in. That's interesting. Very interesting. And you know what? The water down there, the Sea of Cortez, is beautiful, and the rest of the you know the um, is is mostly desert. But it is still beautiful country. Just a cruise around down there. And uh, when we go down, obviously, we're going to be spending some time in uh, Cabo and up and down the coast. But uh, anyway, let's uh, get some information about uh, Van Warmers real quick. Yeah, so people that want to go down, and obviously, we're going to be putting more trips together. But how do we get in touch with you? Absolutely, John. uh, You can reach us on our website, obviously, on uh, vanwarmerresorts.com, and you'll be able to see all the properties and boat fleet on the website. And if you need to contact us, the number is 877-777-TUNA. 877-777-TUNA. Yeah, that's that's Chucky's number. Okay, we got to go. Eddie, we'd be looking forward to seeing you real quick. I appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. That's a great story. All right, guys. We'll see Uh, you guys soon. Thank you. Grizz, thank, thank, thank you for hanging in there. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
back to Fish Talk Radio. We have the Grizz, and this is John Hennigan with Fish Talk Radio on the line. We've had such a fun show, Grizz. Uh, a couple of just a quick comments. First of all, tremendous year all the way yeah, Alaska to Baja. It's just been a tremendous year. And, of course, now we're thinking about getting some trips together for next year. And you and I have been talking about all the stuff we got going on. And, you know, we may not have time to do this radio stuff anymore. Well, I think we always have to find time to – we have listeners and we have to talk to them, John. Okay. Even if we have to do it from the boat. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. That's true. It's great the way things work now. And then the, uh, the other thing that was kind of – I really enjoyed the part – uh, you know, with primarily with Kurt, but also with you and Jason about the concept of catching fish is a little bit more, you know, than having instruments and the right bait. It's a, it's a kind of something that you, you know, you have to involve yourself in more than just observing. Well, John, it's what I told you. I have been making television shows since 1979. And you've learned to, whether you're hunting or fishing, you become part of what you do. It's a way of living. Uh, for example, it's not going on the boat and seeing how much beer you can drink. It's not about drinking the night before you go out on a boat. It's about being part of what you do. If you're a secretary, you should live like a secretary lives. If you're a fisherman, you should live like a fisherman lives, thinking, being part of, understanding, researching, and actually making it a way of life. That has been my secret for years. Whether I'm hunting, I study the species. Whether I'm fishing, I study the species and try to be what they are. Okay, can you? That's been my success all my life, John. Well, Grizz, can you speak fish talk? Don't ask me what that means because I can't tell you on the radio. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of thing about fish, and we don't have time to cover that right now. But do they feel pain? Um, no. Can, and they do they can they see colors and do they eat different? Does it vary Shades, by different? No, yeah. they do not feel pain. Mm -hmm. If they felt pain when you had a hook in their mouth, they would come running to the boat. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, if you happen. got a big bull and you got a ring in his nose yeah. and you start pulling on it, he'll come right to you. Oh. Or oh. a dog, grab a hold of his ear and pull him, he'll come. Oh. If you have a hook in a fish's mouth, he goes the other way. So you, that proves mm. to you right there, he does not feel pain. Interesting thought. He just knows something's going on and he doesn't he like it. He can't go the way he wants to go. Yeah. His movement has been restricted. Hmm. That's But he does not feel pain. Well, we got a real philosophical show today, didn't we? Yes, sir. We okay. sure have. Okay. Well, uh, and and again, I guess you, know, you get into it, and it's not just about the fishing. You know, it can affect the rest of parts of your life too in a productive way. It should. Mm -hmm. It should. And of course, you know, getting out on the waters are ready to recharge your batteries. Uh, Grizz, we're going to have to uh, call it to an end real quick, but I know you've got some necessary information that you want to give us, so let's do that real quick. Well, guys, uh, we're coming out with a new show in just a couple weeks. So go to my website, asobonline.com. Check it out. See what we're doing. The new show is called The Chef on the Water. It's a new reality show. you got to check it out. Well, and the other thing is me, reality is a misnomer. This really is reality. And it's then, reality. And then, of course, you can always get in touch with us at fishtalkradio.com. We're getting a new website put up, hopefully within the next week, that you're going to really like. But in the meantime, it still works to get in contact with us. Uh, this is John at fishtalkradio.com or The Grizz at ASOB, right? Oh, Mike, I'll just go to Facebook. ASOB online there you go. Okay. or go to Mike Ritz on my website. There you go. Okay, thanks. You're listening to Fish Talk. We'll be back. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you, Grizz. Gone fishing.